Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. It's boot season here in the mountains of Idaho. Of course, I have my snow boots for shoveling snow and going sledding with the family, but I also want fashionable boots for just running errands around town, grabbing lunch with friends, and heading to church on Sunday mornings. If you're with me on this and you need stylish boots that also keep you warm and supported this winter, look no further than Bionic Shoes, where fashion meets function. From chic ankle boots to knee-high stunners, lace-up combat-style boots to sleek-heeled boots, Bionic has a wide range of styles to suit every taste. I love my Brighton boots in black, which go with everything, so I don't need a different boot for every single occasion. These shoes are truly versatile. And Bionic boots are not just about looking good, they're engineered with innovative Viomotion technology, providing unparalleled support for your feet. Whether you're navigating icy sidewalks or making a fashion statement at holiday gatherings, Bionic Boots have you covered. Elevate your winter wardrobe and try Bionic Shoes for yourself. Use code 3IN30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's code 3IN30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. One-time use only at Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. Happy holidays, my friends. If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, we are one week away from Christmas. So the 3 and 30 team and I wanted to bring back a very special episode from our archives that we feel captures the heart of this season, family, togetherness, hope, and faith. Today, we're excited to re-air an episode that was recorded in 2018 with Ralphie Jacobs, the founder of the positive parenting movement Simply on Purpose, and her father, Bob Peters. You'll hear in the episode that Bob was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when he was a father of nine young children, and he endured that disease with hope and humor for over 35 years. Since the time of this recording in 2018, Bob has passed away, and he is so missed by so many people. It's an honor to be able to share his voice and his wisdom here on the podcast, 
And I'm so grateful to Ralphie for giving us permission to re-air this heartfelt conversation at a time of year that is tender for a lot of people. If you're missing loved ones this holiday, I hope Bob's messages of hope will lift you up and give you reason to remember all of the blessings that your loved one brought to your life. Bob's remarkable daughter, Ralphie, has been a guest on 3 and 30 multiple times, teaching us how to stop yelling at our kids in episode 4, and the three secrets to helping our kids behave well in episode 180. I will link both of those episodes in the show notes, and if you need some motivation to parent with patience, love, and even silliness this holiday season, you'll want to go back and listen to those. At the heart of Ralphie's work with Simply On Purpose is the philosophy that when you focus on the good in your children, the good will get better. And you will definitely see where she gets this mindset as you hear from her and her father in today's episode. I'm so grateful to Ralphie and Bob for sharing their hearts with us, including some thoughts about how their faith in God has sustained them. I always want to be clear that 3 and 30 is not a religious podcast, and everyone is welcome here regardless of what you believe. And I also don't want guests to feel like they have to shy away from sharing this part of themselves if it's important to them. So I'm grateful to Ralphie and Bob for going there and for being vulnerable. And as a heads up, we will not be airing an episode on 3 and 30 next Monday, which is December 25th, Christmas Day, so my team and I can have a true break with our families. So this is the last you will hear from me until the new year. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed Christmas if you are celebrating. I can't wait to see you in 2024. And with no further ado, here's my conversation with Ralphie Jacobs and Bob Peters. Ralphie, I'm so honored to have you back on 3 and 30. Thank you so much. I'm honored as well. I love to be here. I just want to start by thanking you for the work that you're doing on behalf of parents. It's been so fun to follow you and to kind of watch as your influence has grown in the past year. And you have thousands of moms coming to you now every day to learn from you on Instagram. And you've been traveling around the country doing workshops and I just love seeing the impact that you're making teaching moms how to love their families well. So thank you for that work that you're doing. No, oh, thank you. It's been such a, a magical journey for me. I am living my dream. So it's just wonderful to see this bright new light bulb in parents' eyes that they feel empowered and that they can make a positive difference and that they're given tools how to do it. It's such a great journey. Well, I know that it's definitely helped in my home with my children, and so I know it's helping so many others. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about your dad and with your dad. And I had to tell the listeners a little bit of background about how I got this idea for a show. So I heard you, I knew of you and your work, I knew that you were amazing, and then I heard an interview on the Extraordinary Moms podcast with you. And you gave a little bit more of your background from childhood than I had heard before anywhere. And I was just blown away when I heard, first of all, that you're one of nine kids in your family, right? Yes, I'm one of nine. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up in this big family. Even with that many children, your mom got a PhD in child psychology and a master's in special ed. Yeah. And then the thing that really stood out to me was when you talked about how your dad was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when you were five and was in a wheelchair by the time you were 10. And that really struck me, I think, because I was raised by a mom who was sick. My mom had breast cancer 
she was diagnosed when I was six and she passed away when I was 19 and she went in and out of remission that whole time. And yet she was so remarkable and lived with so much positivity. And when I heard you talking about your dad and I thought, how was he a dad to nine kids when he had MS and he raised this amazing daughter and I just want to know more about him. And so I asked if you would come on to teach us and to do a tribute to him. And I'm so excited that you agreed. Oh, well, he deserves it. He deserves every bit of it. And um, thank you for creating a platform for me to do that for him. This is really special. And I'm excited to give him that kind of tribute. So we're actually going to get him on the phone right now. And we'll get to hear the three lessons and takeaways that Ralphie has learned from her dad. And then he'll also get to chime in and talk a little bit about each one as well. So we are going to get him on the phone now. Hi, Ralphie. Hi, Daddy. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. I have uh, my friend from 3 and 30 here from the podcast. Hi, Bob. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. And I know Ralphie gave you a little bit of background. So I have a podcast for parents. And each week, we share three takeaways or tools or lessons to be a better parent. And I invited Ralphie on to talk about you and what you taught her. And she wanted to have you on the phone as well. So thank you so much for for joining her and for teaching us. Well, I hope I can help. He does a great job helping. He's just a humble guy. Well, I've loved seeing you. I've seen some of your interactions on Instagram, and I've been so touched to see you two together and the love that you share. So, Ralphie, do you want to start with the first lesson that you learned from your dad? Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So the the first thing that I feel like I learned from my dad is don't worry, be happy. Right, Dad? That's right. That's right. This is my dad's catchphrase. He is always telling people around him to not worry and to be happy. And one thing that I love so much about my dad is that he not only says it, but he models it. He is incredibly optimistic, and he looks for this silver lining of good in any situation. And this is where I learned it, is to is to just kind of let the other things go and only pay attention to what is good. And I wanted to tell a story, a little story, and I wonder if Dad will even remember. But maybe about 10 years ago, he fell and he broke his hip. And um, his bones are pretty brittle because he's not giving any counter pressure to them. And so it broke really easily. And when people are in wheelchairs, they don't really do anything for the bones, they just kind of let them heal on their own. They don't reset the hip or they don't replace it or really fix it. And I was having a really hard time with that, just to think that within my dad were broken pieces and that they weren't fixing that. And so I was just telling him how hard it was for me. (laughs) Like I was just focusing on me for a minute there. And um, you'll learn this about my dad is he doesn't really talk about himself. He worries about other people. And so he told me, it's okay, Ralphie. I'm in a wheelchair anyway. And so that's just kind of his philosophy of life is that he doesn't worry too much about the things that he can't change. And having a mess, he can't change that. And so um, he just focuses on the good things that are happening in his life. Do you remember that time, Dad, when we had that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. 
That is incredible and such an inspiration for people because whether it's a diagnosis or a job loss or a child with a disability there or any number of things in life that happen that we can't change, the ability to be positive and to not worry, be happy is so admirable and important. Can I ask you, Bob, how have you learned to do that? Have you always been that way or did is it something that you've practiced over time? How have you learned to be happy even though you have a mess and you're in a wheelchair? Uh, well, like you said, I, I had to kind of learn that myself. Mm-hmm. I just realized I can't do anything about it. So why worry about it? Mm-hmm. Do you have things that you do to stay positive, like practices or rituals or prayer or things that you do to stay positive in your daily life? Yes, I pray a lot. I pray to my Father in heaven, and I love him, and I know he loves me. And because of that, all things go well. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful message for people who are listening, regardless of what their challenge is, to just remember that. And I also love that, Ralphie, that you had a father who modeled for you how to trust a loving father, how to trust God. And then he was a loving father that you could trust. I feel like that is so important to a child to understand God and God's love for them when they see it modeled by their own father. Yes, yes. And something that's really interesting is that in our brains, we put a loving heavenly father, a God, in the same folder, in the same category as our father here on earth, like our our physical father. So my dad is put into that same folder as my heavenly father in my brain. And so how I feel about my dad is also most likely what how I'll feel about my heavenly father. Yeah. And how it is as parents to create that strong relationship so that they can believe in a higher power that is loving and is good. And that is unconditionally loving. Um, yes. And that is there for you no matter what. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that I love about my dad is that he is so good at sheltering people from his struggle. He has been that way my whole life, even today. Like if I asked him how he was doing and he just got back from the hospital or he's got, you know, <laughs> left flu or he's just getting over an infection, he will say he's doing great. And that's something that people will always say about my dad, Bob, and he's so happy. He's so positive. And I believe that's one of the huge reasons why modeling being happy is so important to me, that I had this greatest example in the hardest of situations. What a gift it has been to have a father who's positive and has been positive for my whole family. Thank you, Al. (laughs) I love you, Dad. Thank you. So, Bob, when you say that, that you're great, if someone asks you that, is that conscious that you're choosing to believe that you're great, or do you actually feel great even with the hard things happening? I do feel very positive, very, very good all the time. Because there's just no reason to worry about something you can't change. Mm-hmm. He has changed my perspective of what happiness really is. Like, it's, it's a state of mind. You know, so how could I ever complain about, you know, getting gray hair, or being lame at playing volleyball or whatever that makes me feel like I'm not enough when my dad 
is putting on his brave face every single day and is showing me what enough really means. That it just means having a positive, optimistic view of life. And it's all in your head. To my dad, it means family. It means friends. It means warm socks. It means a good movie and peanuts. Right, Dad? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is so great. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Prep Dish, a meal planning service to set you up for a successful week of recipes that fit your family, complete with a shopping list. In the middle of my busy holiday season, I am feeling grateful for this meal planning service that helps me simplify mom life a bit. With Prep Dish, you spend about an hour prepping your food at the beginning of the week and have five dinners ready to put together in record time on busy nights. There's lots of plans to choose from, including gluten-free, paleo, low-carb, and super fast. Our family loves the super fast option, and the menus include items like tinga chicken rice bowls and grilled salmon over quinoa. I so appreciate how it has all the recipes and ingredients listed for shopping and prepping, and it's also easy to omit a meal if you need to. I have found that Prep Dish really helps to lighten my mental load when I can batch prepare what we're going to eat for the week in just a couple of hours. If you want to serve healthy, homemade meals without the stress, the founder of Prep Dish, a mom named Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. You can't beat that. Check out PrepDish.com slash 3 and 30 for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash 3 and 30 for your first two weeks free. Let me know how you like it. This podcast is also sponsored by Tea and Dickinson's, 100% natural clinical-grade witch hazel. The first time I ever remember hearing about witch hazel was when I saw some witch hazel-infused wipes on the back of my mom's toilet when I was a kid. I wasn't sure what that was about, but now that I'm a grown-up, I understand. Witch hazel is naturally soothing and healing, and women have been using it for centuries to help with irritation in their sensitive areas. But did you know that beyond gently soothing private areas, T. and Dickinson's witch hazel products can be easily incorporated into daily skin cleansing and first aid? I love T. and Dickinson's Moisturizing Astringent, which is formulated with hyaluronic acid and aloe to hydrate and soothe skin while cleansing. This product is perfect for dry, sensitive, irritated skin for everyone in the family. T. and Dickinson's products are available on Amazon and at major retailers including Walgreens, Walmart, Target, CVS, and Rite Aid. Just be sure to look for the brand name T. and Dickinson's, as they are the only all-natural clinical-grade witch hazel on the market, that cleanses, soothes, and treats just about anything, and is gentle enough to use daily. That's T.N. Dickinson's for all of your witch hazel products, T-N-D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N-S. Okay, so Ralphie, what is the second thing that your dad taught you? The second great thing that my dad has taught me is that people matter. My dad approaches everyone in his life with Christ-like love. And I mean everyone. (laughs) He treats everyone like they're just as important and loved as the next person. And at one point, one of his closest friends was an ex-con. Right, Dad? Um, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was. He was a guy that just got out of jail. And, um, And he loved him. And because my dad loved him, and saw that he was a good guy, we did too. Like, we just saw the good in this guy and and his willingness to try to change himself. And so that's just kind of who my dad is. His door is always open to all people. He generally is interested in everybody's life. He 
rarely talks about himself. He'll quickly change the subject. He just really, really loves people. And um, even though there's nine of us, I am one of nine. He has been so supportive of me in everything that I do. He is such a huge cheerleader to me. I mean, if when I'm on the phone with him or when I see him, I might as well be the only child. And he does that with all of the kids. He just thinks that whenever I do, even if it's the tiniest thing, that it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and he'll say so much, cool, thanks for telling me that. Even if it's like the littlest thing, he just thinks that whatever we do is just the greatest. Well, it always is, Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's a parent's love right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, Ralphie, as you're saying this and as you're teaching this, I'm seeing the principles that you teach to parents through your work on Simply On Purpose. You know, I see exactly where they came from because you tell parents to praise the positive and to be excited for their kids and to care about what they care about. And it sounds like that's exactly what your dad did and does for you. Yeah. Yes, he does just that. And there are some parents out there that are just intuitive, that just get it. And my dad really gets that making those connections with people, those one connections and investing in people are really what create this willingness to want to uh, please each other and Mm -hmm. want to be close. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful gift to have, Bob. It sounds like that's one of your natural gifts. Thank you, Rachel. And then Ralphie, what is the third thing that you've learned from your dad? So, the third thing, and I'm going to try really hard to keep it together because this is one of the hardest things that I've had to do in my life is to watch my dad endure. And enduring means to just withstand and to have courage while you're withstanding something that's hard. And my dad has endured MS for 33 years and he's still enduring. And um, his kind of MS is the kind that just slowly progresses. And so it's just... A bit at a time, he loses ability. So right now, he's naturally right-handed. He doesn't have any movement in his right hand, very limited use, and his left hand is starting to go as well. And so, um, and he he can't walk at all. He he's been in a wheelchair for quite a long time. So just a little bit by little bit, he's just been enduring this um, this trial. And one of my brothers once said it really really well. He said that. Dad is the best example of having something really bad happen and just taking it in the chin. <laughs> and, that, and that's just a great example of my dad. He's just taking it in the chin. And um, he's taught me to take hard situations and look at them in a different light. That every single trial in this life creates an opportunity for us to become more. And my dad will be the first one to tell you that MS is going to get him into heaven. That he is grateful for it. Right, Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> so what, Bob, what has having MS taught you or how has it refined you and changed you? It taught me that uh, don't worry, be happy. I never liked walking that much anyway. <laughs> I, love, I, I have always loved athletics, but I, I can't do it. So I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and here's something else little known about my dad is that he was the star football player in high school. And he was a ski coach, too. 
So he was an athlete. He had such great ability with his body. Um, I have few memories of him, but of him walking, but he was just a giant of a man, well over six feet tall. And I remember, you know, looking up at him and having his big hand hold my little hand and just little tiny snippets like that and him throwing me up in the air and catching me again. But um, he, again, he'll be the first to say that he is grateful for his struggle, that there's great purpose in that and to find that good in that aftermath and make something of it. I really believe that that God is not necessarily always in the event, but he is in what happens after the event. So we mm. get to decide what we choose to do with what's been given to us. And some things in life are meant to be fixed. Unfortunately, my dad, they have they found a cure for MS yet. As much as we would love for it to be taken away, it's that enduring that makes us so much more. Mm. So Bob, Ralphie did an interview on another podcast show where she mentioned she talked about how she grew up and her siblings and her mom and her dad and then she mentioned your MS and she said that something that she learned from you and I wrote it down because it touched me so much she said even if our lives are diminished in a way we have so much capacity to do good and I was just cleaning my kitchen making dinner and I don't often stop to take notes but that just struck my heart. Even if our lives are diminished in a way, we have so much capacity to do good. And the reason why your story, Bob, touched me so much is because, first of all, I've seen that exact thing modeled because my my own mother had breast cancer and was very sick when I was a child. And so her health was diminished, but she did so much good and loved us so well. And then it was also really personal to me because I've had a lot of health problems in the last couple of years. And sometimes I feel really frustrated with my body that it won't let me do what I want to do. And I don't have the energy that I once had. And I feel like I can't be a good mom or as good of a mom as I want to be. But when Ralphie said that, I realized that even if I never get better, my health problems never go away that I can still have so much capacity to do good. And so your story really gave me a lot of hope and realizing that I may just have to endure my own struggles, but I can still do good. That's right, Rachel. That's very right. That's very good. So, Ralphie, do you have anything more you want to say or add to that point or any other about your dad? Um, I just wanted to tell him, um, thank you, Dad. Thanks for being I love you, Ralphie. That'll never change. I'm always your girl. And you are. My my, my sweet little Ralphie. Thanks for being my hero, Daddy. Hey, you're welcome. I'll keep trying to be that. I will. That gives me hope. Thanks for being on the podcast, McBear. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Bob. And I know your story is going to give so much hope. To other parents and they're they're gonna want to be better just like you. So thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up with Bob, but I think Ralphie, you'll still be on the call with me. Thank Bye. you, Bob. I love y'all. Don't worry, be happy. Ralphie, that was so perfect. He was ah. so great. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm so emotional. He just man, he pulls in my heartstrings like nobody in this world. 
well, I can see why. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet. And like, it sounds like that's intuitively who he is. Like, did he have to like, did he have to cultivate these qualities or was he always this way? You know what? I, that, that's a purpose in trials. That's a purpose in struggle. Like he has softened. And um, he's always been so fun-loving and positive and a, a joy. People love my dad, but um, he, he's just almost like he's just an angel. And as the years go by, even more so, he's just such a good, innocent um, person. Perfectly just loving. Just genuinely wants to, to love other people. He's got a lot of love to give. Yeah, and it seems like he embodies, like I said, exactly the principles that you teach. He embodies them. Yes, he does. He does it so well, so well. Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity to meet him and know him and sharing his lessons with us. Do you mind telling us one more time what his three lessons are? Of course. Yes, so the first one, don't worry, be happy. He says that all the time to me. And if he says it, then by golly, I better be, I better be happy. It gives me great perspective. The second one is that people matter, that everyone deserves our love. Everyone deserves compassion. Everyone deserves to have us look for the good in them. And the last one is that things in life are just meant to be endured. Some things aren't meant to be fixed and they're just meant to be seen as opportunities for learning and opportunities for growth. Yeah. And even during the enduring, like you said on that other podcast, we can still do so much good, even if we're enduring something extremely difficult. Yes. I mean, can you imagine how many people are looking at you while you're enduring? And especially within your home, we can go down to our children and the interactions that we have with our kids. And if we can just endure some of the things that they're going through, they are so looking at us, just like I look to my dad. Yeah. Well, this was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving us this gift this week. My pleasure. I'm so grateful to Ralphie and her dad for giving us a peek into the kind of relationship that can develop with our children when we constantly parent with love. And one of Ralphie's main mantras is that we need to stay safe for our children, to stay in control of our anger and our reactions, to focus on the positive in them, So we're a safe place for them to come now when they're children and also on into adulthood. And I think this conversation really captured that perfectly. So I decided to title this episode Modeling for Our Children How to Have Hope Through Life's Trials because of Bob's resilience and goodness and the ways he's focused on the positive. But I did want to add that at first I wasn't sure that I wanted to use that title because I was afraid It might sound like I'm saying that we can't have normal human emotions like grief and anger and depression when we go through really difficult stuff in life. And if we do have those feelings, which I think we all will, then we must hide them from our kids. And I don't think that that's true at all. In fact, I think it's important that we allow our kids to see that all emotions are acceptable and part of life and learn from us how to deal with them. And as I thought more on that, I was actually reminded of a training that I saw Ralphie do live where she talked a bit to this point. And she gave the example of a dad 
who comes home from work after a really hard day and he slams the door and he stomps around and yells at everyone, I've had such a hard day and he goes up to his room and he plays a video game to get his mind off of it and he's cranky basically takes it out on his family how frustrated he is about what's going on at work and then she contrasted that with the example of a dad who comes home from a hard day at work walks in the door takes a really deep breath and gets down at eye level with his son and says son I had such a hard day today my boss yelled at me I felt you know so insignificant and I'm feeling so much anger and disappointment inside. Let's do some push-ups. Let's go for a run. You know, or what can we do to get through this emotion? And I loved that, that we can still have negative feelings, address them, and talk to our kids about them. But we can still have hope and choose to stay safe for them. And I'm grateful to Ralphie and Bob for showing us why that is so important and how we can aim to parent our children, regardless of what was modeled for us in our homes growing up. I wanna end this interview with a joke from Ralphie's dad, Bob. He actually told me this joke in the middle of our interview when I think he got uncomfortable with all of the attention being on him and his strength, which Ralphie said he hates. So he tried to kind of lighten the mood by telling me this cute joke. Now, I did want the interview to be focused on him and his strength, so I moved it from the middle of the interview to the end, but I definitely wanted to include it here because it shows even more of his endearing personality. I just love him, and I know that you all will too. So here's a joke from Bob, and I hope that you have such a great week with your families. Rachel? Yes? Oh, well, I need another joke. Okay, perfect. Um, Bye. Son can get the best jokes in the whole world. It's jokes you can tell your smallest grandchild. What okay. do you call a fly that has broken wings? Um, a worm. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's a new one. No, you, you call you call him a walk. A walk. Got it. Okay, that's a lot better than a worm. Good one. I like the word. uh, That's good. I like that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Bob. I'm I'm glad to have met you. Thank you very much.